Our next generation needs us now more than ever to show them what it means to live a happy, healthy, wholehearted life. Balance Period is here to equip you with the tools you need to incrementally improve your quality of life and be the best example possible for our next generation. Let's learn and grow together. Welcome to another episode of the Balance Period Podcast, the show where we equip you with the tools you need to prevent burnout, promote longevity, and create generational wellness. I am one of your hosts, Raymond Ashiel, a.k.a. Recovery Ray. And the bald sage. All right. So we are continuing our month-long series, Ask Us Anything. Today is part four. So we have a few questions today. We're going to be talking a little bit about ways to prevent burnout. We're going to be talking about overcoming imposter syndrome. And then we'll also be talking about the connection that we've been able to find between exercise and us maintaining a disciplined mind. So, of course, though, we're going to start off with our mindful moment. So I want you to pay attention to your posture. All right. We're going to sit with intention. Act as if you have a string attached to the top of your head that's gently pulling you upward. I'm going to count us down three, two, one, and we're going to take three deep breaths together. For each one of these breaths, all I want you to do is focus on inhaling through your nose and exhaling through your mouth as if you're blowing out a candle. Okay, so three deep breaths, inhale through the nose, exhale through the mouth as if you're blowing out a candle. Then I'm going to hand it over to Nick for a brief awareness practice, and then we'll jump into the show. All right, three, two, one, take the first deep breath. And another. And one more. Continue to breathe in your normal breathing pattern. And take a few moments in this space of awareness and just notice. Notice your feelings, notice thoughts, notice sensations, just notice without judgment. And when you take these moments just to notice, allow this to be a reminder that all these things going on inside of your head are not you. Thank you all for joining us today for this mindful moment. Nice. Yeah, thank you for that reminder. I know we talked about it a couple of times over the last month, but we are not our thoughts. And when we practice mindfulness and we act as the observer that we are in that moment, just noticing what's happening, think it's, it's definitely a great way to practice us unhooking ourselves from the identification that we may currently have to the thoughts that we think. So thank you again for that awareness practice, Nick. Always. Yes. So before we dive into the questions for today, Nick and I are just going to check in. I know we talk a lot about it and we, we did a workshop, a few workshops actually earlier this week with some educators, which was a lot of fun. But one of the things that we talked about when we were describing how they can prevent burnout and promote longevity was them 
checking in with themselves so that they understand where they currently are mentally, physically, and emotionally. And with that information they gather, they're able to make the most informed decisions about ways that they can care for themselves moving forward. So we're going to just check in and let's start, Nick, with where you are mentally. How are you doing mentally? What's going on with you? I'm doing good. Um, Lately, I've been doing a lot of auditing of my self-talk. I know I talked about it a few times on these uh, few past episodes about how important it is to be mindful of how we talk to ourselves. So that's really been on the forefront of what I've been working on for myself because I became aware that no matter how many hours I meditated or books I listened to or things I read, among the habits that I practiced, there were certain ways that I would talk to myself inside my head based on what I would do. Like, for example, if I play video games, if I didn't do good in a certain way, I would talk to myself inside my head and it wouldn't be good. And I was like, oh. This, this isn't how I want to spend my journey. So becoming aware of those things and just pretty much navigating through making that change and replacing that self-talk. Gotcha. Are, is there something that you're doing in order to make those adjustments and changes? Like, how are you going about this auditing process for yourself? Oh, and it's just like how we did in the uh, awareness practice, as you notice. I know for me in my journey, I'm, I spend a lot of time with myself. So I notice when my energy shifts or when I start to act differently or think differently within that moment. And so I just kind of take note of that and note like what it is that I'm doing. That's been a big one. It's just been paying attention to when I have this self-talk, what is it that I'm doing? And a lot of times it's in moments of that I have perceived competition. Or in moments where I place myself in this position where I feel like I have to achieve something at a certain level or something like that. And so it's just noticing those things and then being in acceptance of it. That's the next part is accepting that that's where I'm at in my journey. That's how I choose to treat myself. And that's okay. And because that's my choice. And I can choose to do something differently because of that acceptance and awareness. And that's pretty much how I go about making these changes and shifts. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome, man. Um grateful that you you know you shared that with us for anyone listening if you heard that and that resonated with you there is an exercise that we have inside of the balanced blueprint workbook that is designed to help you expand your awareness of your self-talk so be sure to check out shop.balanceperiod.com and go to the balanced blueprint section of that and cop yourself a workbook remember you still get 25 percent off on any order from the store with the code podcast 25 so head over to the store and check that out all right Let's see. For me, mentally, honestly, I would say I'm a little tired. Like I kind of I can see fatigue like in the horizon. So for me, it's kind of like I can see it coming and it's up to me with the time that I have between now and that like onset fatigue being here to prioritize time to refill my cup in the way that works best for me, which is normally just having some alone time. Um, I think that over the last weekend being at Black Expo, um, interacting with so many people. It was a lot of fun. And I was working within my purpose and my joy. But even sometimes doing that is a lot. Like we only have so much um, that we can give at any given point in time. And so for me, between that, teaching workshops, doing everything else that, you know, I do on a daily basis, I'm, I, I can see that it's only a matter of time before my mind is going to be like, all right, we're going to shut some things down so that you can rest. And so I want to be more proactive um, this go around and make sure that I'm just prioritizing time to to rest and reflect and just be with myself because that is what fills my cup mentally. So mentally, I'm good. Just a little, little tired. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. And no, I was going to jump in and say like to 
to what we were just saying, like if you all listen to pretty much what we're going to talk about here forward with these check-ins, what we talked about a second ago, a big thing for both of us is our awareness with ourselves. And so just something to pay attention to is getting to know yourself, because the more that you do that, the easier it's going to be for you to make these changes or notice these things in your life that are keeping you in a certain space that you might not want to be in. Facts. Yeah. Self-awareness is the prerequisite for self-care. Remember that. All right. So, yeah, physically, let's dive into that. So how are you feeling physically? What's going on with you there? Man, I've been having fun, dude. Like, it's been great. I, I recently sent you the study. You know, we talked about it recently about, you know, people thinking about working out and getting some sort of results. And so I've been just doing that while actually working out. And it's been fun. Like, I've just been noticing how I've been feeling, my flexibility. And all I do is band work and body weight work still. I'm not touching weights. The only other thing I do is pull-ups. And that's just been, it's been exciting. And I've had fun with that. And one thing that I've noticed is that I'm not... I don't I haven't got an injury like I normally have like a sore elbow or something to be hurting when I'm normally lifting weights and I've just been good. So, no, yeah, it's been great. Nice. Feeling good. Yeah. Always love to hear that. I think that's definitely one of the markers that I look forward to. Like, how am I feeling physically? And if you're incorporating new activities, you know, doing things that are pushing yourself physically, and you still feel good. I think that's awesome. So cool. Yeah. On my end. I feel like I haven't been as active as I normally am. I think just with going to all the events and conferences and all these things, I've been utilizing that as the way for me to build up my strain during the day. And I haven't been exercising in my normal way that I that I was prior. So I think for me, it's, you know, giving myself some grace and getting back into the swing of things in that regard. But physically, I've been feeling good. My recoveries have been high. Shout out to Whoop for keeping me updated on how well I am sleeping and how well my body recovers on a daily basis. So I still continue to use that as my, my primary resource for me to check in with myself daily on what's actually happening internally and how the habits I am practicing are influencing the quality of what's going on in there. So yeah, physically, I'm feeling good. Definitely looking forward to increasing the level of activity that I have, probably incorporate a little bit more running um, I have a couple 30-pound dumbbells, so I'll probably just throw some slight strength training in the mix, too. But looking forward to getting back into the swing of things there. Nice. All right, last one is emotionally. Now, normally I would associate mental and emotional together, but from what I'm continuing to learn, they're different. So, Nick, how would you say – I guess I should rephrase that. How are you emotionally with where you are right now? Man, that and it's interesting that it came up because I just talked to Holly about it like two days ago when we were getting ready before this conference. Like normally, like, you know, you get nervous or you get butterflies and you feel a certain kind of way. And I've realized that with that feeling is normally emotions tied to it. But recently, I haven't really had to deal with that. Like I could feel the feeling of being nervous to do something, but emotionally it would just be calm and it would be steady. And I attribute that to meditation as being mindful of where I'm at in my journey. But that's just been where I'm at. It's been like the normal association that my feelings and emotions will have with each other feels disconnected. And so it's freeing. It's like I, I get to choose. I get it's easier for me to choose who I am in the moments without being so emotionally attached to things. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. I would say I noticed something similar, especially like before the institute that we taught the workshops at, like. Normally, I would be nervous. And I think the only thing I was nervous about 
was finishing the slide deck. <laughs> that was that was where the nerves lied. It wasn't with actually presenting the information. And so I think that, yeah, and I would say I would attribute my ease in that state to my mindfulness practice too. Because I think just by spending so much time with just me and noticing what's happening internally, that definitely helps with my ability to respond to whatever emotion pops up in any given moment. So I definitely resonate with that and notice that too. Um, I would say where I currently am, I would say, yeah, I would say like I'm in an empowered state because I do notice shifts in my emotions. I was actually talking with my therapist about it last month, how I notice like when I get to the end of the month, my emotions are different than in the middle of the month or at the beginning of the month. Like I notice these changes and I think it's really empowering to be able to observe this you know wave of emotions but still being able to be intentional about my response to them um, and who i'm going to show up as even in the midst of them being present so i'm definitely feeling empowered emotionally um, which i think is heavily impacted by the fact that i have a mindfulness practice that i engage in consistently so yeah Cool. Well, yeah, Nick, thank you for that. Thank you for sharing um, as we, we checked in today. I would highly recommend anyone listening, take some time to check in with yourself. Where are you mentally? Where are you physically? Where are you emotionally? Understand where you currently are so you can make the most informed decisions about ways that you can improve the quality of your life and take yourself where you want to be in those areas if you're not currently where you want to be now. So, it's time to take your sustainable self-care system to another level. We partnered with Whoop so you can get the latest and most advanced health and fitness wearable on the market for free. With the all-new Whoop 4.0, you will get the most accurate measurements of how the self-care habits you practice influence the quality of your life. You can finally take the guesswork out of deciding which self-care habits will actually help you feel good and function at your best. Visit join.whoop.com forward slash balance period and order your free Whoop 4.0 today. That's join.whoop.com forward slash balance period. Enjoy the rest of the show. All right, let's dive into the first question. So the first question comes from the workshops that we taught this week. There was one of them that was entitled how to prevent burnout and promote longevity. And so in that, we were asked, well, what are some recommendations do you have to prevent burnout? And so that's going to be the first questions that we answer today. So Nick, what recommendations do you have for an individual to prevent burnout? Man, I'm a steal from you on this one. And I would just say management and measuring. Like once you if you're aware that you're experiencing burnout, you can kind of measure where that's coming from by managing what you're doing with your time. So when you kind of do the one of the exercises we have in the balance blueprint is to write down what you do on the hour, every hour. And you notice what uh, put that up against how you're feeling. And then you have kind of like a, a roadmap to why you're experiencing burnout. And then you can begin to make changes. Mm. For sure. Yeah, we can only manage what we measure. And so, yeah, that's a fantastic exercise to reference to. That's in the this is second step. So if you do yeah. get the workbook and you want to just go straight to that, um, that's the second step in, in awareness. So, yeah, that's definitely something that 
like you said, I recommend as well. That's a great way to uh, begin to make sure you're creating an internal environment where you are not taking yourself to that burnout space. Um, So to not be redundant, another way that you can approach preventing burnout is by prioritizing time to refill your cup. So when you do the activities that promote your longevity, the odds of you experiencing burnout are going to decrease. When you're making sure you're getting consistent sleep, when you're moving your body during the day, you have a mindfulness practice, you're consuming things that are aligned with the person that you want to be and the things that you want to accomplish in your life, whether that's whole foods, whether that's enriching things you're listening to, reading or watching, right? When you're being intentional about what you're doing for yourself, then the odds of you experiencing burnout, which generally comes from you allowing the things outside of your control to determine what you're feeling about an experience. And then that weighs on your body over time when you're not investing in your wellness, right? Just making the shift, just focus on doing the things that promote your longevity that will in and of itself prevent burnout from occurring in your experience. So those are the tips that we have for you today. Measure where you currently are so you can more effectively manage it and just make sure that you're investing on a daily basis into your well-being, into your longevity. Mm -hmm. And that in and of itself will help you prevent burnout. Facts. Facts. Cool. All right. So the second question, this one also came from an individual within the workshop this week. So the question is, how do you overcome imposter syndrome? How do you overcome imposter syndrome? So Nick, I'm gonna hand it over to you. We had a very, very fruitful discussion about this inside of the workshop. So we'll probably bring some of the the things that we talked about to this conversation here too. But Nick, I'll, I'll hand it over to you. How do you overcome imposter syndrome? Man, Nike. That's like, if I had to just give an answer to it, it would be Nike. You just got to do it. You know, when dealing with, and I'm speaking strictly from experience, like you just heard us a second ago, we just talked about how normally we would be nervous before we go in front of these people and talk. And a part of my nervousness would come from me dealing with imposter syndrome. And what I've realized is, we're more afraid of what we make up in our heads that could happen than what reality is actually going to give us. And we kind of live in that. And that's what stops us. And the only that's just for me. The only way to get over that is just to do it like whatever it is that you're already doing. Clearly, is something that you want to do. And even though you're scared, just do it scared, because the more you get reps in, the better you're going to get and the more confident you're going to get. And one thing that I like to do for myself is just say, like, the worst thing that can happen is someone say, I suck. And if I suck, I can only go up from here. And then you just move forward. The best that I got for y'all. Gotcha. You know, I like that. Do it scared. And I think that in and of itself breeds courage, which is just important in our everyday lives, especially when we are in positions where we may be experiencing imposter syndrome, because that courage is what's going to fuel us making sure that we're continuing to take actions aligned with the person that we know ourselves to be right in those moments that we may be experiencing those emotions associated with imposter syndrome. Yeah, I would say on my end, I'm trying to think about it from an experience that I've had. So in moments where I have felt like I am not qualified or competent enough to be 
in the room that I'm in doing the things that I do. I know one of the sources of it sometimes for me is being younger than the people that I am serving. So it's like, how am I supposed to be the one enriching these individuals quality of life when they're older than me? But I think that when <laughs> when it comes about for me, my strategy is the same as what I would do in a mindfulness practice. Do my best to observe the emotions that are present, whether that's the fear, whether that's doubt, whatever those emotions may be that are associated with that imposter syndrome, notice them for what they are and understand that not everything I think is true. And odds are, in this case, they're definitely not true. And so I don't have to allow those emotions to stop me from executing in that moment. I don't have to allow that to cause me to flee. I still get to choose how I respond to those emotions that I'm experiencing. So for me, I think the noticing and then just taking it back to the discipline that I've been able to cultivate mentally has been what has helped me make sure I'm leaning into the uncomfortability that comes with experiencing imposter syndrome and continue to take the action that is aligned with the person I want to be and the things that I want to accomplish in that moment. And yes, that's easier said than done. I'm not saying that it doesn't feel uncomfortable. It still does feel uncomfortable. But when you get repetition at leaning into that, you'll realize that what you may have built up in your mind to be like grand in feeling of what it would potentially be like if the worst case scenario happened, if you lean into that uncomfortability, there's going to be a flop. Like it's going to, it's not going to be there. And you actually feel more free than what you did prior to leaning into the uncomfortability that's associated with those emotions that are tied to imposter syndrome. So definitely, I would say, yeah, recognize, recognize when it's happening and, tap back into that toolkit that you all have been continuing to build so that you can take action in spite of that fear or doubt that you experience when imposter syndrome is present. Facts. No, I like that. Do you want to experience more peace and learn how to prioritize more time for self-care? Balance Period is here to help. From this podcast that you're listening to now to our individual and group coaching programs, we are committed to consistently delivering high-quality resources that are designed to help you incrementally improve the quality of your life. Visit our website at www.balanceperiod.com and discover all of the ways that we can support you along your journey. Enjoy the rest of the show. One more. We got one more question. This question isn't from the workshop. This was actually a question that someone presented on Instagram. So yes, also, we're going to be consistently posting this Ask Us Anything inside of our Instagram. So make sure you go to the Balance Period story and check that out. Be sure to leave us questions there when you see it. Um, so yeah, definitely use that as a medium. And we'll continue to answer questions on the show, even if we don't have a whole series of Ask Us Anything. We'll still be creating space to answer questions um, on this platform. So ask us a question and you may get featured on the show. So the last question is, 
how much of an impact does exercise have on your mindset and belief in your ability to stay consistent and complete things. So I'm going to hand it over to Nick. I'm going to let Nick answer this, and then I'll share with you all what I shared with the individual that asked me this question on Instagram. Um, I would say it does have an impact, but it's it's layered. And the reason why I say it's layered is because my mental has to be set first. And so that like my my workout doesn't predicate my mindset. My my mindset is what dictates my workout. And so approaching it that way is pretty much how personally I do it. And so I would say as long as my mindset is good, then yeah, my workouts are good and it's easy for me to stay consistent because that foundation of mindset is already there. And I think that's I think or no yeah, I'm reading it right. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I look at it a little bit more backwards. Like my mindset, then my workout, then everything else is cool. Gotcha. And so, well, I think that for me, it worked the way that the question described. Now, when I think back to when I first started exercising, it was my mindset that kind of drove me to be consistent and exercise because I had a goal that I was working towards. But what I was able to do was take the same discipline that I cultivated in exercising And utilize that to build my mental discipline that I have been building for the last five or six years now through practicing mindfulness. And so for me, it goes hand in hand, but there is a connection between exercise and the impact that it has on my mindset. And this now what I realize is it's kind of a little bit more scientific because there are, you know, hormones there are things that are secreted in our brain when we exercise so it's like it it works hand in hand it's really interesting it's kind of like consistency and discipline like you can't have one without the other you need both in order to have one it's 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 really interesting and like nick said it is layered so for me yes exercise does have an impact on my mindset and my belief in my ability to stay consistent and complete things because when i get repetitions in exercising, I know that I can take that same principle over to the other things that I want to do in my life and the other things that I want to accomplish. It's like I did it already. All I have to do is just redirect this energy to something else and I'll get a result. I don't know exactly what the result will be, but I know that I'll get a result if I take the same level of discipline that I have when I work out to these other areas of my life. So yeah, exercise definitely has impact on my mindset. Yeah, hopefully that answered the question. I think it did. We did our best on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. All right, well, Nick, is there anything that you want to leave everyone with today before we finish out this episode? As always with everything, be kind to yourself. It's a journey. Enjoy it. Cool. And for me, we're unable to fill anyone else's cup if our cup is empty, so be sure to prioritize time for self-care. Continue to learn, continue to grow, and develop your sustainable self-care system. Lastly, you don't have to be perfect to be great. So be patient with yourself and be kind to yourself as you be the change that you want to see in your family and in your community and create generational wellness. Thank you all once again for tuning into this episode of the Balance Period Podcast. We look forward to having you tune in next week for our next show. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Balance Period Podcast. 
If this was your first time listening, welcome. We ask that you listen to three episodes of the show and pull out one thing that you learn from each to incorporate into your daily lives. If you are a returning listener, we appreciate your continued support. As you know, all we ask is that you take something that you learn from today's episode and use it to continue to develop your sustainable self-care system. For both new and long-time listeners, there's one more thing that we ask. Don't just take what you learn to improve your quality of life. Share this show with one other person so they can do the same. Lastly, be sure to prioritize time each day to pause, breathe, and remember that you are whole and you are enough. And you have everything you need in this moment to experience peace, regardless of what's happening outside of your control. Enjoy the rest of your day.